you know, I think the key is uh, we want to be present-centered people. Well, that is, requires constantly going back to the source of life right. and letting Him steal your soul. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Bill Eliff, and today I'm really excited to have my friend Jordan Bowen. I'm excited, uh, too. Jordan is awesome, <laughs> and uh, he's just my dear friend. He lives here uh, where I live in Pastor in Little Rock, and uh, pastors the Hillcrest Church. Yes, uh, yeah. And really is a church planter. That church yeah. has, uh, was started when... Two or three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Started about 2018. And then in 2020 is when uh, the established church merged with us. That's yeah. Part of our story. But yeah. So. Yeah. So one of the reasons uh, that I wanted Jordan to be with us for a couple of episodes here is, uh, number one, he's he's just recently joined our One Cry team and yeah. is helping us in the One Cry initiative, which we're really grateful for. He adds a lot to that. But secondly, Jordan, you have lived this. Uh, yeah. You, you early on in your pastoral life, uh, you just realized I've I've got to have the presence of God. Yeah, and and that comes through many things, but primarily through prayer. Right. And you have really, in my opinion, developed a presence-centered church. Mm. Like we talked yeah. about a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. I I preached for Jordan not too long ago, and I told him after the day, uh, I said, Jordan, I the presence of God was just all over this place, mm. and uh, and but that's because of a pastor who is desperate for that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit first of all, uh, just how. This became a passion for you. How, how, well, personally, how did you get on the track? There's a lot of paths you can go in life, personally. Yeah. And there's a lot of paths you can go in ministry and, and particularly in planning a church. Mm-hmm. There's different philosophies about how to do that. How, how did you come to this point that you needed the presence of God? in your church and in your life more than anything else. Yeah. I think you, you kind of said a word there earlier that would probably summarize it. Um, desperate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is desperation uh, because uh, nothing else would satisfy or fulfill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the core of it. A lot of it came also, you know, our planting journey, this, this is, I'm, I'm beginning to realize this is just ministry journey, yeah. but it, it involved a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. It involved a lot of pain. And, and so I, I told people we were birthed, the church was birthed out of pain. And mm-hmm. so you come to that point for us and it just, I, I, I had no other choice. I, mm-hmm. Nothing else was, was working or helping me personally find any joy, mm-hmm. any fulfillment, except for when I was alone with the Lord. Yeah. And, and, um, and so that's kind of that starting place for me yeah. personally. That then poured into our church, I think, collectively and corporately. And I think I think what you're saying there, I don't want to miss that. Yeah. I don't want our listeners to miss that. My time alone yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. So yeah. before you go further, just talk a minute about that, about 
about just meeting with the Lord personally and alone. Yeah. You know, I think it was uh, a few years ago, Bill, when I first reached out to you and Mm -hmm. said, hey, can we get together? And then here's our friendship years later. But one of the things you told me is uh, you said, Jordan, um, you need to go be alone Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the Lord. You, You need him to minister to you. Mm-hmm. You you need to find a, a new song, a fresh song. You need your song to return. Mm-hmm. You spoke of those things, and I I knew that. I didn't know, okay, how does that work? How do I do that? And mm-hmm. by God's goodness and grace, you helped me find a place not far so I could be close to my family if I needed to, but I could get away for a couple days, and I just sat with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it took a couple days to kind of get my mind to stop running wild. Mm-hmm. And then it was as if the stillness and the the simplicity of being with the Lord through his word and through prayer began to speak. You know, our friend Robbie Gallaty yeah. over in uh, Nashville, who had such a remarkable turn yeah. in his life and his church, uh, always talks about silence and solitude. Yeah. That he didn't know how to do that. Yeah. He was just running, 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 producing, producing, producing. Yeah. Without really the Lord's uh, presence. And, and he, the Lord told him during COVID, yeah. To go out on the front porch and just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. be quiet. And yeah. but it took a while for him to wade through all the noise. Did you yeah. find that? Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, Robbie, he says it's like getting a a, a glass of river water mm-hmm. and it's just muddy and yucky. But the longer it sits there, it begins to kind of settle. Yeah. And you begin to see clearer. And that's a hundred percent it. And I still, I mean, I uh, you know, I think the key is uh we want to be present centered people. Well, that is, requires constantly going back to the source of life right. and letting him steal your soul. You know, if somebody asks me, and they do every once in a while, Bill, if there's one thing about your life that, you know, centers you, yeah, it doesn't take me a second to answer that question. Yeah. It's meeting with the Lord every yeah. single morning yeah. in his word and in prayer and in yeah. quiet. Yeah. I, it's just, I've yeah. been doing that for almost uh, 55 years, and I just can't, honestly, I just can't, and I've done it sporadically. I mean, when I had kids, it's just yeah. harder. Yeah. It's a lot easier now, of course, but uh, but you've got to do it. You yeah. have got to pay the price. Sometimes in, in just coming uh, on, on a daily basis, yeah. and then sometimes on an extended basis, like you did, getting away for a day, yeah. getting away for two days. And uh, just letting the Lord kind of settle the water yeah. for you. So so that started happening to you personally. Right. And you began to learn how to experience the presence of God personally yeah. and how to walk in that more. Yeah. And, and then how did that begin to play out in your life and ministry? Yeah. Well, I, I think um, it's an overflow. Mm-hmm. I think if, if that's happening in your life personally— the Lord never wants it to stay privately, right? Right. He wants it to spread through your people, your the people you do life with, and so um, it, it was natural to some degree because um, I, I was changed, I was different, yeah. and so I just I just began to tell my church that even a year ago I experienced a moment with the Lord that it just drastically changed me, and so I just told them I just on a Sunday I just said, "Listen, I'm different, yeah, yeah. and I, I I don't want to go back." Yeah. And, and I don't want you to, to not experience what I'm experiencing. So you're going to hear me talk about it and well, we're going to walk in it together. Didn't you, in, in the initial days, you, that involved a bit of confession to yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Did. I did just share, you know, I, there was no, um, 
no we surprise or sad or anything. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. Just, just. I mean, they knew the journey had been painful for yeah. me personally. Right. They knew even some intense spiritual warfare that I was facing in the church mm-hmm. was because they were involved in some of it yeah. of just trying to let the Lord guide through our elders. And uh, and so I just would speak very openly and say, hey, you know, this is going on. And because of that, I feel this way. I, I'm I'm struggling. I I don't want to just work and run a machine. I want to encounter God. I right. need him. Right. And so I just began to share that with them and say, so let's do it together. Yeah. <laughs> like this is the direction I'm heading. Yeah. And I want I want you to follow me in it because I'm just following Jesus. And I, I think that's so critical. Yeah. We're, we're a shepherd. Yeah. A shepherd leads. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I heard one guy one time, maybe it was Mac, John Maxwell, say, you know, one step ahead, you're a great leader, 10 steps, you're a great martyr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there's something about quickly turning the flock and saying, okay, here's the path. Yeah. I'm going down this path and, yeah. and it's a really good path. Here's yeah. what I found in this path. Yeah. And taking them with you and yeah. not, not just dealing with that privately and never talking about it with your people. Right. So you're teaching your people. Right. And yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. And and we, uh, I began to just spend a lot of time with my staff, say, hey, we're going to pray yeah. <laughs> together as a staff. You yeah. know, what a great idea yeah. <laughs> to actually pray. Right. Yeah. And we're going to pray about the things that we're asking God to show us what to pray back to him. We're going to yeah. pray in the spirit. We're going to let him lead the conversation yeah. and just began doing that it, it began to lead to where it even reframed some of the vision of the church you know we uh we were living in the city for the nations that's who we are but we want to make disciples we say we want to mark disciples that are humble hungry and holy wow. and, and we begin and so every sunday every sunday someone prays lord make us humble make us hungry make us holy Wow. So we say those three things every Sunday. So if you ask someone in our church, what's Hillcrest about? They'll say, in the city for the nations, you ask more, you'll hear. Without a doubt, I believe you will hear, humble, hungry, holy. Wow. And to some degree, be able to explain that. Because I knew, I mean, uh, that, that's, if we're doing that, if we're walking in that way together, yeah. let, let God do the rest. Right. He brings <laughs> I mean, the results. He brings too. the results. And that was so freeing for so, me. So just to help us in this, as a pastor, mm-hmm. one of the first iterations of this was you began to tell people your story. Yeah. Secondly, you began to bring them in, particularly your leaders. Yes. Through prayer. Yeah. And I think one of the things, you know, one of the turns in my life uh, and the turn in our church, really, when we started the summit, was we said we're not going to put all of our eggs in one Wednesday night prayer basket, you know, yeah. and if we, if we don't succeed there, we don't succeed. We want to try to permeate everything with prayer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our staff started coming together every Tuesday, not in a tactical meeting, yeah. just in a prayer meeting. Yeah. And we would pray as long as we needed to. Sometimes yeah. that was an hour. Sometimes it was two hours. Mm-hmm. And I would lead that time. It needs to be well led. Uh, but I wanted our staff to learn how to enter into the presence of God yeah. and to, and everything by prayer. Yeah. And so you, you start doing that with your leaders, your staff and your elders. And, uh, it became the culture of the church. Yeah. Hey, we'd like to take a moment and really encourage you to go to the website at onecry.com. 
And when you go to the website, take some time to navigate there and you'll find resources that can really help you in your pursuit of revival and spiritual awakening. Some of those things, Bill would never say this, but I can say about him, God has used Bill in a mighty way to write some resources that can really help you. There's the One Cry book that he wrote with Byron that's fantastic and some other books there that you can find. And also there's journeys. Like you can begin a 40-day journey that'll help give you prompts and practical ways to walk in greater intimacy with God. So I just want to encourage you today, take some time at onecry.com navigate and and find some ways to help foster your relationship with God through these powerful resources. Go check it out. It became the culture of the church. Yeah. And this hungry, uh, what'd you say? Humble, hungry. Humble, hungry, and holy. Yeah. Uh, Triple H. That's right. Yeah. uh, H to the third power. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of became, started becoming the culture. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm sure you did that without any uh, opposition, right? <laughs> um, everybody I, just... Yeah, everybody that. just said, this is... this is Yeah, thank you, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely opposition. And I think the key there for me was realizing through time with you and others that that opposition at the, at the core is the enemy. Yeah. I mean, there, there's one enemy. I don't... We don't wrestle we against wrestle, flesh and blood. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I... But I... Until I declared who my enemy was... I did not fight correctly. Yeah. Especially I, I became very lonely and just dis- and distraught and discouraged. I mean, God, I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> what what why are you why making this happen? Don't love me. Yeah, like why why is this not working? And and it it just all of a sudden I realized, well, because I have an enemy, a real enemy. Why why do you think that that's the source? Mm-hmm. But you know, why is it that people wouldn't embrace that, wouldn't embrace prayer, wouldn't embrace holiness. I mean, I have thoughts about that. Just in the flesh, it Mm -hmm. dies hard, doesn't it? Yeah. And and we've we've been used to coming to church, sitting in a pew, singing our songs, doing our stuff, paying our tithe, and and never being challenged about humility. Pride is never... Uh, braced. Our 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 holiness is never challenged. Yeah, and there's something about that that really wars against the flesh. And yeah. some people just say, "I don't want that." I, I I don't know if a true Christian would really say that. Right. Yeah. But, you know, there's there are tares among the wheat. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important, like you said, shepherding. Show them that that's that's scripture. This is just that's just the way God true works. religion and undefiled. Yeah. yeah, you talk a lot about knowing the ways of God. Well, the ways of God is He He often works through a humble man. Yeah, that is always. quick to confess sin. Yeah, yeah. always, always, and uh, and so it's like, well, do you want God to work in your life? You yeah. know, it, this is the way He works. Yeah. So at that then then chase after that, and so <laughs> yeah. I just don't know any other way. Right. I've tried the other way. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, God resists the proud. Yeah. And, and there are so many manifestations of pride that we yeah. can have as, as men and women, but then as just leaders, you know, having to have our own way, yeah. not praying. I, I, I say a lot of times yeah. somebody says, well, tell me how much pride I have. I say, well, let me ask you one question. How much do you pray? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because if you can go a day or a week without praying, really praying, yeah, 
uh, it's just a, a clear illustration. You think you can live life on your own. Yeah. It's the ultimate pride. So yeah. we just got a minute left here, Jordan. But I, I want people to understand that, you know, you came to this realization. It changed you. Yeah. You started bringing your leaders along, started bringing your church along, started really changing the culture, even though it was a new church plant. Yeah. And you were merging with another church. Yeah. That kind of happened. They offered you their building. Yeah. And... Um, and there was there was some opposition in there and struggle in yeah. there that was pretty intense, but you've come through that. Yeah, and God has built an amazing church at Hillcrest. I mean, yeah. uh, just for our listeners, Hillcrest uh, is right in the middle of an area. How would you describe that? It's kind of a regentrified area, exactly. Yeah, and and it's real hip to live in Hillcrest, right. and. And there's there's a lot of nationalities yeah. that yeah. live there because there are a lot of medical exactly. personnel in that area is right close to our medical center and school. Uh, so it's a it's it. I wouldn't go plant a church there. <laughs> I was just thinking about where to plant a church. It's yeah. a hard, yeah, uh, liberal kind of area, yeah. and it's thinking. Yeah, why there? Why, why did you go there? What what was it about there? And then yeah. and then tell us a bit about what's happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the why is because I knew. Well, that's that's where Jesus is needed. Yeah. And um and I've always been that kind of guy. I want to go. I want to go do the hard thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my natural design from yeah. the Lord. And uh, and I just knew, Lord, you 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 have a you want to build a church that is reaching people that aren't being reached. Yeah. And I want to go to a place that those people are there yeah. and and trust you to produce a church that's embracing the nations around there you know and and i think that's kind of that that journey for us is as we began to to walk in that i mean it mm-hmm. took a long time it yeah. took a lot of a lot of time a lot of energy but god has produced a church that is in the city for the nations that is yeah. diverse and and uh, worships in different languages prays in different languages we hired different uh, different ethnicities on the team on the yeah we yeah and and tell me uh, and tell the, the listeners how many ethnicities and nationalities yeah. have you got in there yeah, languages so, so we're reaching and and engaging close to about 20 different people groups and That's that insane. varies in countries and then ethnicities from that and cultures but um, you know, a lot of that is South Asian, South yeah. Asia, Southeast Asia, are, and uh, and in Africa, are, we yeah. we have a lot of Nigerians, and um, and it. I mean, it's just we love. I, I just yeah. and we're so. But it's crazy, Bill. You know, um, our two primary age groups are about seventy to ninety year olds, right? Who and, are primarily uh, Caucasian. Yes, right, hundred percent. And then and then it's twenty uh, somethings. Yeah, I mean it. And they they are they praying together. Yeah, they're discipling one another. They're uh, holding hands and screaming yeah. and shouting to Jesus together. I mean, yeah. it's just only God. Uh, I, only it's, God. It's very rare. Yeah. And and that church was planted what year? So twenty twenty is when uh, Woodlawn joined with us and we became Hillcrest Community Church. Yeah. So so you say it took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But from, yeah. From it, my perspective right. and and church planning perspective, yeah, no. it has happened very, very quickly. Yeah. And it's a very vibrant church. Uh just kind of uh, busting the norms. Yeah. 
that say you can't do this yeah. in an area like this. You can't merge two churches like this. Now, let, uh, and uh, let's say too, a huge shout out to the pastor of that church. Yes, and the church was dying, yes. and and he knew that, and he was just loving them, yeah, uh, and helping them. He's my age, or yeah, a little older, but the humility he showed. Yeah, to uh, offer to work with you, and yeah. the way he's just continued to work with you has just been—it takes that you could have is. done without no. that. No, I, I tell people it's uh, the key is is exactly what you just said. It's it was yeah. Pastor Mitch saying, "Hey, let's let's do something together." Yeah. Boy, yeah, you just wish that God would do this in every church. Yeah, and, and that's why I wanted you here. I, I just I want church planners to hear this. Yeah. And I want pastors to hear this, but uh, most of all on this podcast, I don't want us to miss this. It all began with you being desperate enough yeah. to seek the Lord until you found him. Yeah. And then living in that, not yeah. just one little moment where no. you had a personal revival. No, this is the way I'm going to live. Yeah, that's I'm going good. to meet with the Lord. I'm going to stay with the Lord. I'm going to walk with the Lord. I'm going to pray. I'm going to teach our people to pray, yeah. which is just foundational. And, uh, and it's built a present-centered, present-filled church for yeah. the glory of God. So, yes. yeah. hallelujah. I, yeah. I want us to, to close by praying for that. And, and uh, Jordan, would you, would you begin and just pray? for leaders yeah. who are listening today. That may be, you know, a doctor, a lawyer, a, a, a student, yeah. a college student, but just those leaders among the churches mm-hmm. that hear this and are, are hungry. Yeah. And just pray for them that God would take them in to this kind of life. And then I'm going to pray for churches. Okay? Yeah. okay. So why don't you begin? Yeah. And you join with us as you're listening. As we pray, Lord, we do. We uh, right now, all together, we one cry, mm-hmm. or we pray for leaders. Lord, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would just burn in us and leaders a passion for you and you alone. Mm-hmm. Lord, I know in my life, even today, I was thinking, Jesus, only you satisfied. Yes, not even like the good things of what I thought ministry or results or uh, everything in my life that I thought, oh, well, when that happens, oh man, I'm, I'm going to be content. Mm-hmm. It's never worked. Yeah. But when I got with you mm. and I heard from you personally, in that moment, I found satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So you are the well that I ask that every leader will draw water from mm-hmm. because you're the only source that will satisfy. Yes, eternally, but also presently today. So, Lord, may every leader, even now, Lord, just in their, whether they're driving down the road or mm-hmm. working out and listening to this or sitting with a group that they would right now say, Lord, make me hungry for you. Yes, yes. And let me find, as I draw near to you, you are and promise to draw near to me. Father, uh, how we pray for that. And, and Lord, we pray for churches. I, we just think of all the churches that if if they would be described from 20,000 feet, mm. uh, we would just have to say, well, they're just dysfunctional churches. They're, they're divided. 
Uh, it's not full of the presence of God. And Lord, yet we, we name your name. And, and we, we're giving that picture yeah. to a watching world. Lord, forgive us, cleanse us, purify us. And we pray, as we always do uh, on our One Cry initiative, for a great sweeping movement of your spirit yes, God. that would revive the church and then cause great spiritual awakening and the rapid acceleration of the gospel around our nation and around the world. And we pray, Father, that you would give, give uh, courage to every church member and yeah. church leader that's listening that you can turn their church around. Yes. Or you could, but it begins with them on their knees, finding you, walking with you, discipling others in the ways of God so that you would have the freedom and pleasure to dwell in that church. And Lord, nobody wants that more than you. It's your body, for heaven's sake. Lord, yeah. it's, you're the head. You look at your body and you say, I want my body to be fit and spotless and pure without blemish. So let, we pray we just cooperate with you yes, and sir. listen to the head. Get in a posture to listen to the head so you can do everything you desire. We love you, Lord, and yeah. we thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you, Jordan, and thank you, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. I want to mention, uh, we've written a book, it's been around for a little while, called The Present-Centered Church, and we it's really designed for church leaders, both paid and non-paid leaders in a church. How do we build a church where God is pleased to dwell? You can get this from our OneCry site, onecry.com, and uh, I think it would be a help to you. So... Uh, thank you for joining us today, and and next podcast, uh, you're going to stay around with us, Jordan, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the presence of God. We'll see you then. Thank you.